Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Well, you thought maybe some time off, a winter storm would maybe help the Rockets get out of this funk, but it was the same old Rockets tonight falling to the Bulls. Final score, 120 to 100. Michael Brown, we are here talking the Rockets-Bulls massacre or whatever we're, we're calling it, but welcome to the Dream Take presented by the Dream Shake. Mike, first thoughts? So we're just broken right now. There's, there's no leader on the court right now. There's no clear direction on this, – this game was tied at 55. Like the, the, roti- the – the, the lineup in the second half, you know, Silas went against what was working in the first half, and he went back to the starters, and that's what doomed him. I mean, there were three guys that played well tonight. That was Jay Sean Tate, David Nawaba, and Daniel House. Hey, Justin Patton. Let's give okay. some love for Justin Patton. Yeah, we'll give love for, for Justin Patton. That's not a problem. 21 minutes, he had four points and, and six rebounds. I mean... Oh, it looks like we lost Mike there. Uh, we'll try to get him back shortly. But, yeah, I mean, Justin Patton played good tonight. Let me give him props where props are due. But, um, honestly, having this game, you know, so many guys were out tonight, and it's still, yet again, very hard to assess this team. We've got Mike now back with us after that uh, brief exit, and he's come back. But, Honestly, Mike, it's, I was just talking to the listener now. It's really difficult to still judge this team. You can't, you can't keep going to that card, dude. This team sucks. This team is not good. Like, we can't keep saying, you know, when Christian Wood gets back because, I mean, where is he? I get it. He's rehabbing. And, and Victor Oladipo, look, for people who want a dog or dog James Harden the way he left, at least he played every damn night. At least he's not Victor Oladipo. Uh, I don't know about that. He, he was an Iron Man when he was here. Victor well, Oladipo has played in what? two games. Mike Kloski for that. That's fine. I mean, Victor Oladipo has played in what? Seven games since he's been here? Well, sorry, he's been injured, Mike. I mean, that's fine. No, I'm just saying that, like, the, the Christian Wood, I, dear God, I hope he comes back, but you cannot watch that game tonight and tell me Christian Wood solves this team's problems. Because all of its problems. Because he doesn't. Is he missed? Absolutely. But, dude, their their wings are just, they're not good. We cannot cover, come on, like Denzel Valentine, something named Thomas Sadoransky. Come on, man. You got to stop doing this thing where you're disrespecting NBA players. No, I'll disrespect, I'll disrespect, I'll disrespect players that our team loses to that they have no business losing to. Zach Levine, I have no problem losing to. Kobe White, 
I have absolutely no problem losing to. I have a problem losing to Richie Diacono or Archie Diarnacino. Ryan Archie Diacono. Yeah, okay. Him, Thomas Sadoransky, I have a problem losing to. Well, honestly, Mike, look, there's a difference with this team. And when I say, when you say they're not good, you're right. This team is not good. And Christian Wood does solve a lot of the problems, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be winning games. I think it, it's tough to tell with this team whether this group works or not because they haven't played together. And But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they'll be good in the – they can be a good team and be 13th in the West. That might happen this year. But I think you, you can't tell me the full Rockets roster, including the players that didn't play tonight, is – a good or bad team. The roster that went out there tonight, yeah, not a good roster. Bad roster, I'd say. But you can't it, – it's tough because you got to look at this team as a whole. And, yes, the Rockets are running out of time. The the We have about a month until the trade deadline. We have two weeks until All-Star break. And all I'm saying is, at this point, it's still an incomplete look, but – they are running out of time, and after every loss, after every game, your time continues to shrink. You've got you've lost by twenty plus to the Bulls and the Knicks. It doesn't get much. It doesn't get much more embarrassing than that. The only thing more embarrassing would be to lose by twenty to the Timberwolves. The Rockets are now the fourteenth best team in the West, only behind Minnesota, who just fired their coach. I I mean, yeah, you can bring Christian Wood back. You can bring Victor Oladipo back. It just does. It's not working. What this team is not doing, and at this point, the bring up Kevin Porter. What do you have to lose, honestly? Ben McLemore, zero five tonight. Why is Ben McLemore even playing at this point? He's useless. Who else are you going to play, Mike? I mean, I'd rather have more Mason Jones over Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore's done nothing. He literally cannot shoot. He's two of twenty-seven from the three-point line. The last week plus he can't shoot and he gets killed on defense every single game every single time it's just he, he, he didn't play too much tonight but yes he was I, I mean but he but he's shooting he's throwing up five shots when we're getting blown out by the 13 and 16 bulls and i get it he's only playing in, in garbage time but it's time to get him out of here and it's time to bring up kevin porter jr period now, story I think you're not giving the Bulls enough credit here. I'm not saying the Bulls are this. Oh, we can't great do this again, team. can we? Come on, we're not doing this again. With the Knicks being a decent team and the Bulls, they're not good. But neither are we. Neither are we. Chicago's going to come for your head. Good, come for my head. You're not a good basketball team. You're 13 and 16 in the Eastern Conference. Congrats. My, sorry, 14 and 16. You beat the Rockets tonight. Great, awesome. Congrats. Mazel tough to you. You're not a good team. The Knicks, you're not a good team. The Hornets, you're definitely not a good team. So the Rockets, during this eight-game losing streak, have lost to their fair share of good teams, and they've lost to their fair share of average teams. And I'm tired of this team going out on the court and not showing any damn heart. That's what they're not showing. They hustle. That's great. That's awesome. But there's no talent. Where's the talent right now? Where's John Wall coming for, you know, Trying to be a leader on the team. You want to be the self-appointed leader? Then stop letting your team go out and get beat by 25 points. That's what I have to say to you, John Wall. I think the issue 
that stands with this team right now is there's so many there's just so many that's 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 the issue and they like to shoot the ball from three which is fine i i get that but they're not a good three-point shooting team pj tucker's numbers are down from a year ago um daniel house's numbers are down from a year ago though he shot the ball well tonight um Ben McLemore's numbers are clearly down. And those were three of your biggest, you know, three-point shooters. And then, of course, James Harden. And all four of those guys are either elsewhere doing great things or here and not producing at the same level that they did last year. And you just, like, they need to, if you're going to shoot threes, like, let guys that are shooting the ball well shoot these threes set up plays for them like Sterling Brown, who was four or four tonight, like Jay Sean Tate, who, you know, is getting there when it comes to his three point shot. So like Eric Gordon, uh, another, you know, not so good game from Eric Gordon tonight. He needed to be better. Um, but also like the, my problem tonight wasn't necessarily with the offense because you, it was a six point game at halftime. You said it was what, tied 55, 55. That third quarter, it was it, there. That to me is what's inexcusable about tonight. That's what I can be mad about tonight is that third quarter defense. And one thing that I guess we can put an asterisk on is the fact that the Rockets are not playing, you know, with a big, and the Bulls took perfect advantage of that. Yet also, the Bulls were making their threes. And there were some shots, like some of the offense that the Bulls were generating in that third quarter, you just got to say, you know what, go ahead, yeah. But they also took advantage of the fact that the Rockets were, you know, undersized. And it's not that the Rockets are trying to go small. I don't think that's their, you know, full agenda. I do think there are periods in the game where you can go small. And small ball works, but it only works if two things are happening. One, if you're making your shots, and the Rockets have not been. Two, if you have, you know, if you're only doing it for certain spurts at a time. It's not something that you can work at for 48 minutes. And look, Justin Patton got decent minutes tonight, but it's difficult when your two centers, your two fives, per se, are out with injuries, and the guy that you have there is making your debut with the team who was in the G League not a week ago. So I give Justin Patton props because he came into tonight and he actually looked pretty good, especially on the defensive end. I thought that was exactly what the Rockets needed was someone that could protect the rim. Very opposite of Boogie on defense. Now, I'm not going to say his defense was perfect, but I definitely like that first stretch of minutes that he had. And I think there's something there in Patton. I'd like to see him, you know, continue to get this these kind of looks. And, you know, whether Boogie's on the team or not, I think Justin Patton is serviceable as a guy that can play you know, 15, 20 minutes a night, hopefully. Well, he's going to get those minutes because you don't have another big on the roster right now. Well, yeah. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this. Okay, so the Rockets shoot the third most threes in the league, and you're the third worst team at making their three-point shots. And I'm telling you this. And it's, it's early, but for the genius that Steven Silas was offensively in Dallas, he needs to start bringing some of that offensive magic here to Houston in some of these schemes that he's calling up 
when he's shorthanded. I, it's totally understandable. You're shorthanded, but your offensive designs have to be better if you're Steven Silas. Well, Steven yeah. Silas' personnel last season, you know, was... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I give it, I give it to you. Luca, who is yeah. arguably the MVP. The Rockets don't have anywhere... The, the Rockets don't even have a player that's near his caliber on the roster. And then they, he had Seth Curry. And Seth Curry is one of the most efficient three-point shooters in the in the NBA's history. So the Rockets don't really have a shooter like that either. They have decent shooters. They have, you know, Eric Gordon, who's had a decent shooting year. But they don't really have a good three-point shooter. So I'm hoping that at the trade deadline, the Rockets are looking to add someone that can shoot threes at a better volume. And the thing is, the Rockets had those guys in camp. They had, you know, last year, Macklemore was a good shooter. They had, you know, Daniel House was a good shooter. But these guys are no longer, P.J. Tucker was a good corner three shooter. Those three guys there are not there. And that is ultimately the biggest reason why you have these, you know, these offensive lulls. And that's what, that, that's what needs to be fixed now is we need – the system is fine, but the personnel are not. And these guys are not going to be on the team for much longer. I can't expect um, – I don't expect the Macklemore to be on this team past this season, neither P.J. Tucker. Um, but – and Daniel House maybe for two more years. I don't see Daniel House as a, as a member of this team when we're really good. Like, again, I don't. Like, I've never – and maybe I'm still pissed about the bubble – but I'm I still am, I'm not a big Daniel House guy. I'm just Why? not. Why? Because he's super inconsistent for me. Like he he did tonight. Like he'll he'll go four or five tonight from three, and then you know the next week he'll go three for thirteen. No, he's I not mean, consistent enough. Well, I mean I get that, but I mean his type of the athleticism that he has and his size, those types of guys do not come around very often. Then use it. I don't. I don't see him using it as often as he needs to be. Well, I mean, it's a little difficult for him to do it when team he's getting blown out by twenty every night, which is what's going on right now. John Wall's inconsistent, and John Wall's not giving you. No, John Wall. John Wall is far more consistent than Daniel House is. Well, that bar is pretty low, but it's also I get what you're saying that it's hard for this team to live up to its I guess potential is the best way to put it. Yeah. When Wood's out, when Oladipo's out. But exactly. at this point, at this point, they went and found Justin Patton. Okay, I, I give him credit for that. I give him credit for that. But there's no reinforcements. They're like, here, this is your team. Go do it. And they're staring down an eight-game losing streak. Like, they're, they're watching this season just slowly slip away. And what are they doing about it? Not a damn thing. So, and look, sometimes... The avalanche is too much to manage. The Rockets dealt with this the last time they were under 500, and that was the year where Yao Ming was just injured and they simply didn't have an answer. And this is very similarly. Christian Wood goes out and the Rockets don't have an answer. The thing with the, that Yao Ming year, that 2005-2006 year, I think Yao Ming was lost for the season about halfway into that into that year. And... I think the Rockets were potential playoff team at that point. Yeah, he played 48 games, so about half or, – or excuse me, no, he played 57 games. So he missed 25 games, and 
I want to say Houston missed the playoffs because they didn't play well in those 25 games. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's a tough situation, right? It's tough what this team is going through right now. But the, the more games that go by, it might be time to just go full on into youth mode and bring up Martin and bring up Porter and see what you've got. Because then at least at that point, if you're losing games, you're, you're, they're constructive losses, right? You're getting Mason Jones time. You're getting Kevin Porter time. You're getting KJ Martin time on the court. Right now, you're just losing games, and you're, it's not benefiting anybody. The only guy that's really being benefited right now is David Nwaba, who I honestly think is, go, is playing for a bigger contract after this season. David Nwaba is, I mean, at least I think. I mean, he's playing for, you know, his next deal. You know, he's showing that he's healthy. Um, and, and a guy like Jay Sean Tate, who's getting, you know, minutes, and it's benefiting him. I love watching him play. I love watching Nawaba play. But by and large, the, the majority of this roster is unwatchable right now. It's just I think, not, it's honestly, just Mike, I think Nawaba gets dealt at the deadline. There's no way. I mean, why? Why? Because there's no reason to keep him. There's a lot of reason to keep him. He's well, young. The thing is, if, if you can keep you know, you him on this team next year, no, I think I think the Rockets should trade him. No, why? I think the Rockets should trade Nawaba because he is the Come one on. guy outside of Oladipo that could net you some decent value. Uh, I guarantee you, if he plays like he did tonight, a team would spend a first round pick on David Nawaba. You would give up David Nawaba for a first round pick? Yes, that's no way. Absolutely, there's not absolutely, enough. and you're why? Kind of, why? Because he's a guy that you can have on your team. The kid is young. Why would you want to deal him? He's not. He's twenty eight, Mike. Like he's okay, not he's young. Tough. Okay, but by he's NBA younger than you, but he's I mean, not but young. By NBA standards, he's still young. He's the type of guy that you need to keep around. Okay, after but this why? year, there's not a shot I would trade him for a first round pick. There's no right. way. Why? There's no guarantee you're going to have him back next year. Kevin Porter, he opens up minutes for Kevin Porter. No way. You're saying you wouldn't even consider it. You, we've said it so many times. The Rockets have to at least listen for, you know, the Rockets have to listen for trade offers. And Nawaba is not untouchable. Like, let's not kid ourselves and act like David Nawaba is Christian Wood here. He's but, not untouchable. Well, hold on. But I'm, I'm not saying he's untouchable. What I'm saying is, so you want to trade him for a draft pick that you have no idea where it's going to be in the draft or what type of guy you're going to get when you already have a 28-year-old Who's a good, free agent? Who's a free agent at the end of the year? Okay, but he's a good role guy. Like, if, if, but he's if, a free agent at the end of the year, Mike. Okay, but you have him in your system, and all this money that we freed up in the James Harden deal, you know, uh, s- s- spend some of that money on David Nwaba. You're going to tell me you wouldn't give David Nwaba a three-year, fifteen million dollar contract at the end of the season? Warrant more than that. And okay. why wouldn't he go to a better team potentially? Because maybe he likes it here. Maybe he enjoys being a part of this type of system. He plays his, his ass off. I don't off know. If I'm David Nwaba, I want to win. Okay, but... I want to win. That, okay. That's something that people think about. And I honestly think that there are going to be contenders lining up and, you know, getting... Willing to offer a first-round pick for David Nwaba, the Rockets should at least consider it. I wouldn't the that. thing is, you risk that he walks away for nothing. And when did you think that David Nawaba, who signed for you know peanuts, would be worth a first, a potentially a first round pick? Look, if you can't get a first round pick for David Nawaba, don't do the deal. Like, don't do it. But 
if you decide you're like you're at the trade deadline, you feel like you're out of the you feel like you're out of the arms race. You just want to you just want to see what your young guys do. I don't see the problem in letting in letting him go to another team so that Kevin Porter can get these minutes. And he, you know, you can either start him, you can bring him off the bench. The Rockets are going to have some decisions to make here. And David Nwaba sending him away for a potential first round pick. Cause look tonight he had what? 22 points. Yeah. Yeah. That's someone that I would spend a first round pick on if I'm a, if I'm a buyer, and if I'm the Rockets, I would be silly to not even consider it. You consider it, but I'm just – you can have why, – why does it come down to David Nwaba or Kevin Porter Jr.? David Nwaba is your is your energizer bunny off of the bench. And, and Kevin Porter is the future starting shooting guard for this team. Trust me. The way that this Rockets team well, – The way they enough, use him, they want – they see him as a point guard, Mike. They see him as a point guard. Okay, so you – part of this team right now is John Wall. Okay, but you take the you take the you take the page out of Brooklyn's playbook when they play Harden and Irving. You can have Wall and Porter Jr. on the court at the same time. I'm saying David Nwaba has nothing to do with that. And then and then what? And then you have Eric Gordon come off the bench. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. then where does Nwaba go? Off the bench. He's your seventh guy off, or he's your second guy off the bench. I'm just saying. If I can get a first round pick for the second guy off my bench. I'm doing it. So you know what you know what you're gonna but okay so paint this picture right who's gonna trade for David Nwaba a team that Jazz is, is in Jazz is okay in contention right so you'd really trade David Nwaba for a end of the first round type pick who's probably gonna be a project and probably come on man I wouldn't yes. I'd rather I I, just, my, I would, no here, this is this is how you got to look at it every pick is a lottery is a lottery ticket right. You can only play five guys in the, on the floor. If the Rockets have so many of these picks, they're stockpiling. Oklahoma City's doing the same thing. Oklahoma City has the best chance of winning the lottery in the draft because they have so many lottery tickets or draft picks. <clears throat> so the Rockets need to stockpile on draft picks so that they can hit on one, maybe two guys through the draft. They've hit in free agency with Christian Wood. They've seen to the hit on the trade market potentially with Kevin Porter. I really like what Kevin Porter's doing. And the reason why he's not up right now, I, I, look, it's becoming more and more clear that this season is not the end goal. So if this season is not the end goal, why are we denying the chance at helping our future value by sending our current value away? Because right now, I'll tell you this, other than Victor Oladipo, David Nwab is the most valuable trade asset on the, on the roster right now, more than PJ. Because PJ is one-dimensional. He is defense, 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 and can hit a three, but he hasn't been hitting threes this season. So he's one-dimensional. David Nwaba? His defense sucked on Levine tonight, but that's besides well, uh, You know, try defending Zach Levine, and then... No, I mean, I get it, but, I mean, Eric Gordon is a valuable asset that you could trade. But the thing is, Mike, if you're going to trade Gordon, Nwaba, if you're gonna okay. trade Nwaba, why are you not trading Gordon? What's the difference? There's a big difference. If you're going to... Tra- okay, but... You're talking about trading. Eric Gordon is having a season that is worthy to somebody. His problem but is you have Eric Gordon for at least two, three more years. What? But if you can re-sign Nwaba before the end of the season, why would you not want to re-sign Nwaba? Because it's out of his. It's out of their control. The ball's in Nwaba's court. 
Okay, if Nawaba wants to sign an extension here, I'm all for it. But right now, David Nawaba and his and his commitment to the Houston Rockets is this season and this season only. Okay. Eric Gordon, at least you have him for three more years. And the thing is, that's not going to be as enticing for other teams because, A, they got to spend more money. and the, But the value of the contract, a very team-friendly deal for Nawaba that ends in July or August, whenever the season ends, that's way more valuable for a contending team than Eric Gordon is. Because you've got to pay Eric Gordon $20 million for the next three years. I mean, I get it, but I'm just saying, I'm not moving Nawaba. For, you got to give me a player. Because you like Nawaba. I get it. I like Nawaba, too. I wouldn't like to see him get dealt. But you have big picture, Mike. You're micro on macro. And right now, this team needs to look more macro than micro. But you, so, but you're hoping that in the draft you get a guy that is, you know, a playable guy on your roster, which David Nawaba is, right? He's, yeah, he's, that's he, how the draft works. Correct. So why? So you already have that guy. Why do you? Why do you need to trade him for a draft pick? Why Rock- do you need to trade him for a draft pick? Is my question. You already have him. So you're hoping that something will happen in the draft? You get a draft pick, you can sign him for three, four years. And he has – the potential is oozing with a rookie than a 28-year-old guy in David Nwaba who might have, you know, <coughs> been injured before. Let's also remind ourselves that. Like, what do you see – like, do you not understand that young assets are better than what we currently have? Young assets are good, but – you're hopeful that you're going to get guys that can play on your team. You already have that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not giving up David Nawaba at this point unless I get a pick and a player. And, a player. and maybe they will. They probably will. Okay. I mean, if they get a pick and a player, then I'm in for it. But I'm not giving them up just for a draft pick. I mean, what kind of player would you want for David Nawaba? Depends. Who would we trade him to? I'd trade him to Utah because Utah – him on Utah would be so fun. Like, that would be such a good fit. I would love that trade for them. I'd have to take a look at their roster. Honestly, but I'll tell you this, Mike. Nawab is not worth a first-round pick and a player. He's not. Okay. I mean, so on an expiring deal, what do you, what do you expect to get out of Oladipo? What do you expect to get out of Tucker? Well, the like, thing is, that's why Oladipo's trade value is rather high. How is it high? Yes, he's hurt. You don't have to, but he's a former all-star, Mike. Okay. Who's capable of dropping 20. Still, he's a two-way player. That's, you know, he's a he's a good offensive and defensive player. He's but he's good. not a number yeah. one. He's not a number one option. He's well, a, no. So he would go to a contender where he doesn't have to be the number one option. He'd be far from it. So what's a, what's a trade proposal for Victor Oladipo? Philly. I could see him going to Philly for like thigh bowl and a pick. I could see that. Thigh bowl and a first round pick. Yeah. I mean, if you, why do you need Victor Oladipo if you have Seth Curry? Would for defensive just... purposes, Steph, Seth Curry is not like their best defense. But you, you, inc- you increase your defensive. Fr- and the thing with thigh bowl is thigh bowl's a guy. He's a role. He's a role guy. Like he, he will likely play really good basketball. But he's not – his offense is nowhere near Victor Oladipo. So you're getting a much you – get, you're getting a far better upgrade on offense than you are on de- defense by inserting Oladipo instead of Thibel. 
I mean, they have Tobias. So who's your starting five in Philly then? Ben Simmons, Oladipo, Tobias Harris, Curry, and Embiid? It would be it would be Simmons, Curry, Oladipo, Tobias, and Embiid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yes. Philly or Miami might make a run at, at Oladipo. They might say, you know what? But they're not going to give him up because he, they could get him in free agency. Why are they going to give up any legitimate? They need him for this season, a season for them that is, you know, crucial because it's Jimmy Butler's prime and they don't want to waste even a half a season of Victor Oladipo's prime. I don't think it matters what Philly or what Philly does or what Miami does because no one's beating Maybe Utah will make, will, will make the pull for uh, for Oladipo. But nobody, nobody's beating Brooklyn in the East. So, no. I think it's, well. Just like in the West, I don't think anybody's beating the Lakers. But also, like, if you're Philly, you know Philly's going to be aggressive at the deadline. They got Daryl Morey. You Correct. know Utah's going to be aggressive at the deadline because Utah, is this is their best team in years. I would expect the Lakers to also make a move at the deadline. So, yes, the Nets look as, as who they are right now, but, you know, if you're an injury away, you might want to make that move. Yeah. I mean, you make sense. I mean, if you get a decent trade package for Wamba, I mean, I get it. I get, I get that you would want to turn him into an asset. But, I mean, you're a trade away. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, for a first-round pick, it depends on who it is. Like I said, if you can get a pick and a player, I would do it. If it's just a first-round pick, I mean, it's fine. This season's done anyway. I mean, what are we – I mean, we're not, what are we playing exactly. for? Exactly, so why are you trying to keep Nawaba? Because I think he's a piece that you could use moving forward. That's why. I think he, You're I, not guaranteed to have him moving forward. You're not guaranteed to have him moving forward, but you have him in the building at least for the rest of the year to try and get him signed to an extension is all I'm saying. You know, I think he's the type of guy – you have him there, and if you feel like you have a decent shot at keeping him, I would want to keep him in the building. This is also an organization that, you know, took a chance on him when he was hurt last year with the Achilles – so there's got to be some goodwill there, and I'm just hopeful. I think he's a, a guy who plays really hard, and I would hate to lose him. That's where I'm coming from with it, is you only keep him if you feel like the conversation is productive and you think you have a decent shot at keeping him in the offseason. All right, so let's, let's also um, discuss this boogie situation. I don't want to talk too much about it, but we do need to discuss it because there is a lot to mm-hmm. unwrap there. So – DeMarcus Cousins comes out on, I think, Thursday, Friday. Yep. It comes out that the Rockets have guaranteed his contract for the full year. Okay. Very, very nice to see that. Saturday, we're hearing that he's going to be parting ways with the team in a few days. Yet, at Sunday's press conference, Stephen Silas brands this as rumors and nothing else other than that. And... Yet, he doesn't play tonight for right heel soreness. We're going to give Boogie the benefit of the doubt and the Rockets the benefit of the doubt and say, at least I am. Maybe maybe you won't, Mike. But I think, it, look, the injury is just so happens to be. Um, but, Mike, what do you think? Do you think that he is, like, you know, not happy or, or something along those lines? I mean, I don't think it's him not being happy. I think it's a question of, Look, for a guy who's on a vet minimum contract, I think the Rockets have gotten pretty good value out of him, you know, so far this season. I think he's performing at a level that 
there's specific teams out there that could use a DeMarcus Cousins coming off of their bench. I mean, I can't. Why? I can't with you, Mike, because because he's a guy who's averaging, he's a guy who's averaging ten and seven a game. <clears throat> he's a guy who's averaging ten and seven a game. You're going to tell me there's not a team out there that would put him at the end of their bench in case they need him? You're going to tell me the Lakers wouldn't take him? You're going to tell me Demarcus Cousins has more trade value than David Nwaba? No, I didn't say that. When did I say that? Arguing for Nwaba? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. When did I say that? I never said that. Well, the oh, thing is, like, I said he's got. De- I said he's having a decent year. I never said he had more trade value than Nwaba. Well, you're saying that he has good trade value, but you're you're saying that David Nwaba doesn't. I when did I say that? I, I first of all, he David Nwaba David Nwaba does have good trade value. I don't want to give him up. Just like I, I don't think Boogie has very much trade value, especially after this. I said it. Okay, I think he's worth. The reason why they he, they haven't released him yet is because they're trying to get a second round pick for him. I'm telling you, I think there are teams out there that would take on. DeMarcus Cousins. worth it. Is worth it. Right. That's all I'm saying is that if you're the Rock. So, you think, so he, let me get this straight. So you think trading David Waller for a first round pick is not ideal, but you think that trading DeMarcus Cousins for a second round pick is? No, I said I think he has second round, second round trade value. I don't want to get rid of either of them. I've been on the DeMarcus Cousins train since the beginning of the year. You're talking about a guy who's averaging 10 and 7 on a vet minimum contract the guy can still play basketball he's on a vet minimum contract because he's had two career altering injuries in the last two years correct but if you look at the tweet from shams he said that he has tons of fans in the rockets building they're impressed with the way that he has gone about it this year he's john wall's guy i don't want to trade either one of them but i understand if demarcus wasn't just so what is so let's try to figure out what this is then why, think, why is why did this report come about? Because I think he wants to go play for a contender. I think he's looking at his career and saying, "Look, I obviously don't have the vertical lift that I've had in years past. I'm playing. I'm healthy. I'm playing the game at about as high a level as I think I'm going to play for the rest of my career, which is a end of the bench type guy that can still hit the three ball. Right? He's shown this year that he can hit the three ball. And if I'm a team like a you know, with the Lakers, you know, with LeBron James crying poverty because Anthony Davis went down, yet they still have Montrezl Harrell and Marcus Gasol. I could see him going back to L.A. I could see him going back to the Lakers. He does not, he does not help L.A. Okay, well, Neither I'm just saying with, with, with an injury to Anthony Davis, they may look at it and say, okay, we'll give you our second-round pick for DeMarcus Cousins. The, the Rockets may be trying to do right by Cousins by either releasing him or trading him to a preferred team so he has a shot at a championship run, which he has not had. Yeah, I, I think that's – I'm on the same wavelength with you there on that. I think that he – when he came to Houston, James Harden was on the roster. Russell Westbrook was on the roster. They were looking to be a contender, and it's – gone very differently than I think that he expected, and I don't think he would have signed with the Rockets if they didn't show some kind of, you know, semblance at potentially contending, and, you know, I think he was obviously frustrated with Harden and how that situation went. You could tell in those press conferences, and it's gotten to a point now where he sees where the ship is heading, and he's going to try to get off if he can uh, I think it's totally fine for him to do that. I think it's going to be difficult to get any kind of trade out of him, though. 
just because he's all they, they said he was going to get released. So I just don't see why a team would trade for him. It, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, if, if, he, if he has his heart set on playing for a contender and he's like, look, guys, like, just trade me. I, I really want to be traded. That's a situation where if you get a second-round pick, I would probably do that deal, especially if, if you want to go with Justin Patton as your backup five, you know, to Christian Wood. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, if I, you know, Justin Patton had a, had a decent showing tonight. You know, then we start talking about, you know, the uh, – you know, the youth movement, you know, if you're, if you're going to start trading off veterans, I'm okay with that, but you can't do it half-assed. I don't think you have to do it systematic. You're going to have to trade Macklemore, not have to, I would trade Macklemore and I would trade Tucker and Oladipo. And I would try and open up those Avenue of minutes, you know, for guys like KJ Martin, and guys like Jason Jones. And if you get the right trade package for Nuaba, I'm going to go on. I don't think they will trade Nuaba this season. I think David Nuaba finishes out the year as a rock. If he plays like he did tonight over these next couple of weeks, he won't be a rocket. I'll tell you that okay. because a team a team will pay a first round pick for him. They will. But if he plays like you know his his averages, if he's playing you know average ball, which is for him eight points, four rebounds, then maybe yeah he'll stay with the Rockets and we'll we'll appreciate that because I I like watching him play. Um, however. I think if you're if you're at twenty two and nine, I think there's a chance that a team is going to be calling for your services. But let's the J trains pulling into the station for this evening. But one key for Cleveland on Wednesday, Mike. Pray for a better performance. Hopefully, Christian Wood comes back. I mean, this this team just if Victor Oladipo. Hopefully, he comes back. If you can get Victor Oladipo back, you know, and start stabilizing this this lineup a little bit, I think the Rockets can can find some more success. But I mean, the Rockets just have to do whatever it takes to get a win and get off of this eight game losing streak. I mean, it's just it's yeah. a killer. It's a killer to to momentum. It's a killer to practice. You know, with Coach Silas, I mean, it's hard to get your guys up and going when they've lost eight games in a row. It's just, it's difficult. So the Rockets need to bring that energy. They need to look to their veteran guys they need to look to tucker and gordon and oladipo and wall to to kind of get the the vibe back with this team play with a little bit of swagger you know it just feels like this team is just they're in a rut they're in a rut but they're constantly just trying to climb uphill because they get in these lulls man like well they'll get down by 20 25 points and then they start playing well in the fourth quarter and it's like oh my god we just made it a seven point game but you spent the entire game trying to to climb out of that you know, that run, they got to play with enthusiasm from the get and stop getting into these holes that is so difficult to climb out of. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the Cavs are the only team that's on a worse losing streak in the NBA than the Rockets are. They've lost 10 in a row. So, you know, someone's fortunes are going to be reversed on Wednesday. Honestly, when it comes to the Rockets, they just need – they need to play better defense. The The defense shown in the third quarter today was just unacceptable. And it's hard to believe that this team was at one point, you know, the number one defense. I mean, they're still, their defensive, you know, rating is okay, but it's not, you know, it's not as close to the top as it, as it was. So I think 
when it comes to the Rockets and defense will change a lot. And I think with, with Oladipo returning, hopefully sometime in the next few games, he was at one point, you know, participating in practice this weekend. I guess he wasn't ready enough to play tonight, but if we can get him for Wednesday or Friday, that'd be very, very helpful because getting him out on the floor might insert some life back into this team a little bit. And it could also boost his trade value a little bit. Honestly, that's, what you need from the Rockets right now is you need guys, you need the veterans to boost your trade value, and you need your, uh, you just need to find a win. Once you get that one win, then you'll you'll push it out. But I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Take presented by the Dream Shake. You can follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and Dream Shake SBN, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com, head to thedreamshake.com. And you can also follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, on Twitter at BSWpodcast underscore MB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. We are working on this cool new uh, partnership with this new app called Locker Room. It's very similar to Clubhouse, where it's like audio only rooms and we you know have been given this opportunity by SB Nation so take a look at those uh, Twitter handles and the dreamshake.com for more information this week we hope to go live on locker room sometime in the next few games we also haven't won a game since we've gone live on YouTube so we're hoping that that might change the fortunes here but be sure to also subscribe to us and download us on your podcast app of choice so that you don't miss a single episode of The Dream Take. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode. And until next time, go Rockets! Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.